0: Debra, with her 30 years of being an entrepreneur and creating over seven companies, knows exactly what it means to accept the mission. When you make that decision, when you accept the mission to become a solopreneur, to take yourself and your talents to market, then you embrace a life of not only unlimited possibilities but also the unknown. It's an elixir of fear and bravery that only someone who's taken the leap really understands. On our show, Deb digs deep with her guests to highlight what you, the listener, wants to know. The stories, the whys, and the hows to navigate the journey to success. Get ready to hear from some of the most incredible mission takers from Generation Z to boomers. So sit up, perk up, and get ready to be blown away. Now here is your host, Deborah Drummond.
1: Welcome. Welcome back to the Mission Accepted podcast show. Thank you. You're the most creative audience. That's what I'm going to call you today because I keep calling your names and so far they've all been good because you guys are rocking it. Thank you so much for doing everything that you do. You, like me, obviously want to get the word out about these incredible stories of people that have taken the mission to help everyone do the best they can in the area that they are expertised in and I'm super excited you guys know I have a long love and history in the world of the healing arts and I always love it when I meet another sister or brother that's doing the same thing and out there healing and helping people okay before Lauren comes on I just want to say to you guys get ready I know if you're driving don't do this don't do this (laughs) because you're watching us. You're listening to us, but if you're not grab a pen and paper, because here's the really interesting thing about the healing arts is inevitably you're going to get some kind of drop. Something's going to kind of tingle in your body. You might think of somebody and I love how this work works because you might be listening for yourself and I know you're going to get some gems as you always do. But if something pops into your head, a lot of times we hear messages for other people. And I just don't say this often enough that if someone pops in your head, put them together, send them the show, go, Hey, I think there's something here from you. Don't know what it is, but I think something here for you. Because when you're talking to someone who's as talented as this woman is and has the impact that she does. You know healing's energy and it's you know i don't know i was gonna say it spreads faster than a untruth in a small town you know what i mean it's like, i'm in a jokey mood you guys it just came off a 20-day tour <laughs> and i'm in a sleepless jokey mood so you're gonna get the best of me today mm-hmm. anyways i want to bring lauren into the show because again we probably don't hear enough of these incredible stories on how people have decided to go from kind of one world into the world of holistic healing and there is such a vast world of holistic healing so let's talk about Lauren about what she does. Okay, Lauren, welcome to Mission Accepted.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. I love jokey and fun too, so.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. Maybe that's maybe that's why that happens. So yeah, just like this is great. I I love having conversations and having people they, like you know, we're just we're just sitting around having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Okay, look, you are in a very interesting field. Um that's vast and can mean many different things to many different people. You know, it's very it's a uh, it's for some people they don't even know what I just said. You know, for some <laughs> people they're like she's in what? Like what what does she do? <laughs> Spreads faster than a line a small town. I'm, that's kind of cute, but what? So <laughs> So, you know, this is really easy for me to ask you, like, what, it, what is it that you did for your vocation and your career prior to getting into the world of serving others in this way? Like, what's your story into taking the mission?
0: Well, I, I've had a lot of careers, actually, <laughs> over my lifetime. Um, but the most recent one before this was I was a novelist. I have I've I'm a published novelist, um, but I kind of fell out of love with that. And spent a while looking around for things, but I was also in the midst of a very difficult menopause or perimenopause. And I was really desperate for something other than estrogen pills, which just give me migraines and are, you know, not you no, know, don't want to do that. Um, and it led me back to some alternative practices, specifically um acupuncture which I had used with for myself and my son when he was two, um, and we'd had a great, um, great results from that. Um, so I kind of went back to looking for things. And I happened to have a wonderful best friend. She's the sister that I never had. And she had tapped in. She's a writer too. She had tapped into a, a psychic community, a, a woo-woo community, however you want to call it, And she started meeting people who were doing all kinds of different things, but one of them was a very talented healer. I'm not sure she was part of that group, but she was referred to her from that group. And she had seen her a number of times. And she said to me, Lauren, you know, you're having all this trouble. And at the time, asthma was the thing I was really struggling with. And, um, and she said, you know, you've tried everything else. Why don't you just make an appointment with this woman. And I was like, well, she's like 250 miles away and I can't, I can't travel. She was like, no, 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 no. She can talk to you on the phone. I trust my friend implicitly. <laughs> <laughs> so I made the appointment and there was some, I, I think the first appointment didn't work for some reason. And I know now looking back, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't quite ready for it. Um, but when I did get on the phone with her, she works primarily with angels um I didn't know that at the time but she's very intuitive and she would she asked me some questions and she was tapping into my energy and I could feel it in my body I could really feel it and I would say I'm feeling this in this place and she goes yeah well that's where I'm working right now you know I can't see her we're just talking and she finally I, one of the first things she um well no I guess at that point she was talking to me a lot about you know what's going on in your life for one thing and I I finally, she finally said, you know, Lauren, you don't have a physical cause of this asthma. You have an emotional cause of this asthma. It's your mother sitting on your chest. And I went, and then I went, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> My mother and I had a very mm, not real easy relationship. She was a narcissist and um, and she was going into dementia. She had been, been diagnosed with dementia at that point. And that's a real double whammy. Let me tell you. And she really was, I was the, the, I have a brother, but he's eight years older. He lives in Arkansas. I'm in Virginia. Mom was here in Virginia. And she was here in Williamsburg, Virginia with me. She has a husband who is primary care, but I was the one she kept calling for rescuing her problems. So I really did feel suffocated by her at that time. Well, once the healer brought that up, we were able to shift it, let it go. I could know that that was going on. So I'm not physically ill with this asthma. It's actually something else. And I have never had any asthma since that day. And it's gotta be at least 10 years ago now.
1: Wow. That's <laughs> an incredible story. I just gonna I just want us to take a breath there. Yeah. Because there's so much in what you just said. First of all, I wanna go back to when you said that you were a novelist and then you fell out of love with that. I I love that statement because now, again, I guess depending on your culture and what generation that you're in um, now, so more, it's more accepted to think and have multiple careers, mm-hmm. but, but sorry, you guys, this was my, <laughs> some technology, but the thing that I really loved about how you placed that or how you framed that really was that you fell out of love with something, and it's okay. Like mm-hmm. if you're listening to us chat today, and there's something in your life that's losing the the feel, the energy, the love, it's difficult. It's a difficult place to be when you're when you've loved something, even like love somebody, mm-hmm. love something, a career that's fed you that you've poured your heart into. And you're starting to see that it might not be. It might not go go the distance, right? right. I mean, that's an exploratory conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. obviously takes more than just hey, you know, and then flipping flipping the you know the coin over. But right. I think when you say that you've had you know multiple careers, I think that's something that we should talk a little bit more about because yeah. there still is that wired sense of longevity equals success, and that's not mm-hmm. necessarily the truth. So I really love and yeah. acknowledge you for that. And then the other thing was how interesting that um, things can show up in the body physically. We know that we're threefold, right? You know, you Mm -hmm. hear it all the time. You hear Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, some of the best. Even Tony Mm -hmm. Robbins. I was listening to him this morning. You know, that mental, physical, spiritual relationship that we have. And just because we have something going on in our lives in one one area doesn't mean it shows up in that area. It can show up in others, which it sounds like it did for you. You were having an emotional condition that was showing up physically. And if you really believe in that the mind, body, spirit, or the threefold, or what have you, Mm -hmm. that it's a great um, place to explore. And when you correct something in one area, it's interesting how it can clean up in another. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to um, stop and take a breath there and give people that piece of (laughs) perspective because it really, your story is one of millions of people Mm -hmm. that have had this experience, particularly when someone's had an ongoing condition, and they've tried everything else you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I wanted to say something about the woo-woo because sometimes people go woo-woo and they think of it like oh woo-woo personally I think we are on the not the cusp I think we've been for a long time I think it should be like woo-woo you know yes like, hey, <laughs> finally Finally, that's guys, how I feel when I'm working yeah,
0: with somebody who's like, I, know. <laughs> I
1: was just like, so if you guys are there thinking like, woo, woo, like, like, Oh, you know, no, no, that no. stuff that we want to keep small anymore. It's like, no, woo, like billboard. Like yeah. <laughs> if you are yeah. stuck, go woo and uh, see what can right. happen. Right. Anyways. Okay. So yeah. you make it, your, so you're having this incredible experience. You've had this incredible experience. And so how did, how did it go from you having your own personal experience to now you doing that for others?
0: well, I began to meet some uh, a community, small community here in Williamsburg, just a couple of people at first who were doing some variation of you know the work that I do. A uh, massage therapist who also did energy work um, introduced me to the feeling of energy in my body consciously. Um, but I also continued to have health problems. So I got rid of the asthma, but there was other stuff going on. And eventually about three, four years later, my al- my allergies had gotten so bad, which is a lifelong, I was born with them, lifelong problem for me. And I was, I I literally would lock myself in the house during pollen season, spring and fall, you know, um, mm-hmm. and turn the air conditioning on like at the beginning of March <laughs> to filter the air, you know. So my friend in her wiseness, well, actually, I, I'm skipping a step. I decided to go to an allergist and get tested for shots. I had had shots in my 20s and they had helped, but I was young and, and um, without health insurance and couldn't really afford to keep them up. Um, and I went to get tested for the shots. It was a two-day thing. On day one, you know, they just fill your arm up with all kinds of things that they're testing. I went into anaphylaxic shock. Mm. In in the chair, in the testing chair. Um, it was fine. The doctor was great, the staff was great. He actually used me as a teachable moment for the staff. <laughs> <laughs> Always happy to, to apply. <laughs> um, I spent the night in the ICU just being observed because you can have rebounds from that kind of thing. I knew it was anaphylaxis because my son has that kind of reaction to f- several foods. So I was able to start telling them what was happening to me immediately because I recognized it. I was calm, absolutely calm. I never understood that about my son when he was having that, um, but I was mm-hmm. absolutely calm. Um, but I was afraid to go back and, and try try to do that. And my friend, who you know, I would have hours long conversation with at least once a week, said, "Why didn't you go back to the healer?" And I was like, I "Kind of forgot about her, you know." <laughs> so I made an appointment. I went in person this time because she lives close to my friend, so I went up to stay with my friend and saw her, saw the healer in person. And the very first thing she asked me was, "What's your belief system?" And I was like, "I, I did. I really didn't understand what she was asking me," but I said, "Yeah, you know, I was raised in the Episcopal Church, so but I don't go to church anymore." But and she's like, "We'll get to it." <laughs> you know. <laughs> so as she's working with me, she comes upon what is my belief system, totally subconscious. She says, "Lauren, you are afraid of everything," and I went, "No, I'm not." Oh, wait a minute! <laughs> you know, I was so afraid I would I would barricade my, myself in the house in the spring and the fall. You right. know, I've learned since then that allergies are always fear based because they keep you contained, they keep you small. Um, so she began to help me understand what that belief system was she cleared a lot of that energy. She gave me a visualization so I could continue the process. And at that point, when I got up off of her table after an hour and sat there and pet her cat with no fear, which not, so, I was like, you know, not touching the cat. Um, I, I walked out of there going, I want to do this. I want to help people this way because I've been through the other system and, and it doesn't always work. It's more about, controlling symptoms than getting to the cause of things. Right. Um, So uh, yeah. So that was the moment where I really went, okay, that's it. I'm all in. I I was kind of looking for something new to do. I was still writing, but wasn't real happy with it. Um, And I, that's when people started coming out of the woodwork here in Williamsburg. (laughs) I had a teacher, my very first class, she eventually kicked me out of the nest and told me I had to set up a practice in 2018, she had just moved her office. There was a perfect little office next door. She had another student who could share it with me to made it. Real- I mean, the universe just lined it up for me. <laughs> and um, about two weeks after that, I started a wise women's circle um, because I was looking for that community. And man, then people really came out of the, the woodwork. We had, I think. 40 or 45 people on the roster for that,
1: just in Williamsburg,
0: which is not a big town. So so that was the beginning of really knowing that there was a community here and there was purpose to this kind of work beyond my individual. I want to help an individual. Right.
1: Um, And what I pull from that is many things, but I like what you just recently said, where you're like, I was looking for that, therefore I created it. Yeah. And that is really the mind of an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, you know, someone who's creative. And, um, I really want to, you know, put a light on that, that look, if you're looking for something and you haven't found it yet, you'll know, just like when Lauren walked out of that office, just like the second day I took my massage course, it was like it tingled in my body. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, you know? And, um, and you feel it. So trust that feeling. Yeah. Like trust that feeling. And you know, that's weird that well, I'm not it's not weird. We're mm-hmm. talking, but my teacher did the same thing to me at the end of a three-day shocker class, which we had to do in silence. That was fun. Three days oh. of silence I was like, ooh, let's let's see how this works, right? She walked <laughs> up to me and she said, I mean, my God, I was, I don't know, 28, 29 or something. And she's like, You don't know it if you can't teach it. I go, huh? <laughs> like, huh? Like you're like you know, yeah. she's from India, she's got like, you know, um, and she's got all sorts of recognition, you know, Oprah wanted to talk about her book on her show, I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you don't know it if you can't teach it, and you're meant to go teach, I'm like, mm, not so much, she's like, yep, so much, <laughs> but I think it's great when people push us, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what a good coach should do, that's what a good yeah. facilitator, you know, especially when you see something in someone that they don't see in themselves, Right. but my point is, if you don't have it, then keep looking and if you don't, if you can't find it, that might be your job to create it. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the door is open. Okay. So that was five years ago. Here we are. And fantastic. I'm sure you've had many, many stories, many, many careers. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you've had this, you've had a life of transformation, really. Like you've really had a life of transformation, right? Yep. You've had things that were physical pain and you've been able to, you know, with assistance, heal those and have an understanding of those, um you know the traumas our family dynamics our you know our nuclear stuff you know our mom our dad our Mm -hmm. our, our kind of things that can show up and things like partners and bosses and (laughs) all sorts of places all over the world so look um how do you serve people now like how like what do you know someone's like wow i really love that i love that she's had her own healing she's done her work Mm -hmm. which is important in this field so how do you how do you assist people like what's your what's your process what's your platform
0: well, I call myself an intuitive healer. Um, okay. I've added transformation mentor to that as well. I So far I work one-on-one um, with cool. my clients and I, um, I tap into their energy. I, I actually, I I'm always hold my hands up when I'm talking about my work because I, I feel their energy in the palms of my hands. So I float my hands over them and I get intuitive hits Um, I get information, I get images, I get, I often get song lyrics. Um, usually they're not songs that I remember or, you know, from so far back in my life or sort of on the fringes of what I listen to. So it's not like just the stuff that runs around in my head all the time. Um, I get pains in my body, not strong ones, but enough to get my attention that lead me to the part of their body that is asking for, for help. Um, they almost always come in with pain. Uh, typically physical pain but i i also i have a couple of clients now who who came in with emotional pain you know it was it's like me yep. it's emotional yeah. um almost always they've either got the the allergy asthma kind of uh kid with a problem they've got uh, uh, parents like mine have alcoholic dad and a narcissistic mom mom with dementia you know the responsibility of being the daughters because daughters sen- seem to end up taking care of the elder parents mostly. Um, so a lot of the things that in my life that have been trouble for me and that I have had to move through and learn from um, those are the things I can help people with a lot. So those are the people who tend to find me, right? And I work one-on-one with them and, um, and we, we have a great time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So I want to ask you, because, of course, obviously, our show is all over the world and you are um, obviously in the United States. And so your work is done predominantly uh, belly to belly. People coming to see you.
0: okay? no, actually, most of it, almost entirely, especially in the last few years, has been (laughs) (laughs) through Zoom or a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the beauty of working with energy is you don't have to be in the room with me. Yeah. And it it is, I, I think I have a particular affinity to it. I know that I've been in classes where people had a hard time sort of learning how to do that. It was just natural to me, I think, because that very first asthma healing was over the phone. Mm-hmm. So I knew it could happen. And right. It, belief helps. <laughs> um, but no, I work with people I, I've worked with. Um, my assistant is in the Philippines and I work with her. Uh, my my daughter is in Seattle and I work with her pretty regularly. My aunt is in Alabama. I work with her regularly. Um, you know, so it's, it's, um, in some ways it's almost easier to work at a distance because the physical is not an issue. You know, I'm just working with the energy and that doesn't mean I'm not working with pains in the body, but I don't get distracted by the the body. Um, I can literally do things like, you know, your kidney is hurting. Let me, let me just pull that out and work with it. You know, when I'm, Energetically, I can't do that if you're standing on my table; it would freak you out. Um, but so I can do, I can do work in ways um, at a distance that are a little different than how I work with you in person. Both are equally powerful. Both are equally beneficial. Um, it's just that sometimes I can get a little more creative when I don't have the body in front of me
1: yeah no i mean it's in it's incredible right that this is how our world has opened up to oh, even uh this level of being able to share i mean it's really truly been one of the blessings of yes. um having this form of technology you know everything's yeah. a double-edged sword right everything's right a sword.
0: right and it's really allowed me to reach beyond williamsburg because yes. really, other than family and friends it, everything was here in williamsburg so i have definitely been able to reach further out because of this Beautiful technology. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So um I wanted to kind of so you do these wonderful treatments. You come from a background where your last, your last love was being a novelist. I gotta ask because of someone I just came from spending the weekend with Cheryl Strait. And so for those of you oh, that don't know, she wow. wrote the book Wild. Yeah. And or you might have seen the movie <clears throat> Reach with a Spoon. I didn't read the, look, I didn't read the book, but I went to the workshop, yeah, not the but movie. Movie. I did see I did <laughs> see the movie. And uh, so I just want to pry. honestly, this is just a personal question, but I'm being prompted to ask you, what was it that you, uh, what, what was it that you authored?
0: Um, I looked around for a long time for what I wanted to write after I knew I wanted to write. And I landed in um, historical romance, specifically Ooh. medieval Scotland. And it was one of those things, like you said, where I was like, I, I know I want to do this, but I just can't figure out exactly what. And I, I found somebody who wrote that, a woman named Ar, um, Arnette Lamb um and i just fell in love with him i have a scottish family my mom's Mm. side was there i was indoctrinated into the american clan gregor clan with a c not a k i always have to say um uh when i was 10 with my grandparents i got to scotland first time when i was 11 um you know so it was it was an affinity for me but the medieval was i love to read fantasy you know tolkien and that stuff too Mm -hmm. and so the medieval culture in the highlands kind of has a lot of magic in the culture and a lot of swords you know so so you got to include all of that in it and um and i have an anthropology degree so i got to use my cultural anthropology chops to kind of figure out what it would have been like cuz there wasn't a lot written about it cuz it was a, a non literate culture So um, it's all archaeology and stories.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have to introduce you to this amazing woman. So I spent, um, I don't know if you know Kimberly Butler, but I'll introduce you. And we have lots to talk about. So I love, like I am beyond in love with that whole era. So I just spent some time with her. And uh, she, you know, she's 30, her, her, you know, grandfather's the 32nd King of England. And of course she has all this history and She delved, and so I delved because my my birth last name is Backer, and so we found my crest, and we Mm -hmm. were doing all sorts of things, and it's so great. I actually did, um, I was uh, married for 17 years, and our engagement party was a medieval hand-fasting ceremony (laughs) where we had everybody dressed, everybody was dressed, we had the hand-fasting ceremony, I walked down the aisle and a read, you know, to, um, mm-hmm. you know, Brian Adams, you know, oh, yeah. like the, the yeah. whole song from Robin. I've seen Robin Hood probably as much as you have. Oh, and, Robin Hood is
0: my very favorite story in the world. Oh, I've got, <laughs> the, I've got the Kevin story.
1: Costner video. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Kevin <laughs> Costner video. I'm not giving it up. I have a video recorder and I'm like, it's broken. I'm like, damn, who fixes video? recorders?
0: But Have, um, you, have oh, you ever no. seen the BBC series, um, Robin, Robin of Sherwood? No. It was called Robin Hood. I think HBO or Showtime brought it out in the 80s. It is fabulous. And it was like in three seasons. You should look for it. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Robin of Sherwood is what it was called in England.
1: Oh, so good. (laughs) We've got lots to talk about. Obviously, you can get that (laughs) as I'm trekking. So um, yeah, I know what something was just like, there's uh, no wonder. See, see, you guys, there is a prime example of how Me and Lauren, just we met actually taking a course together online Mm -hmm. and she said something that prompted me, I didn't know her, that prompted me to say, hey, I think we should chat. And then we had this chat and here we are chatting on each other's show Mm -hmm. and who knew because I was, when I was there, I was talking about something completely different, right? I was, I I was doing something about, uh, we'll just say social media, (laughs) right? (laughs) Let's just say that to be politically correct. And then, um. And then we just reached out and look, this is, this is, I love this. Yeah. It's kind of like the lineage of why you are attracted to somebody doing what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it, it's never a coincidence when, when I meet people like you in those kinds of ways. It's just like, yeah. you know, kismet. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So look, we're here to help people, both of us, mm-hmm. obviously, and I know that you're working with people one-on-one, but. Last conversation that we had, I think you're looking at doing something group-wise as well for people that love that group feeling, which is just such a beautiful feeling. Like am yeah. I am I wrong on that or do you got something No, I out? do.
0: I I ran um a local what I called the Wise women's Circle for 2 years and it was such an amazing community. I can't say that I created it cuz it was definitely a co-creation, but I like to say I seeded it and I facilitated it cuz I was the one who, you know, called it to order every week, every twice a month. But it was this amazing group of women that just, it's like, I I said to my teacher that kicked me out of the the nest. I said, you know, if you know anybody you think would like to be this, please invite them. And then they invited people and they invited people. (laughs) So we had about, I think 40 to 45 people on the roster. About 15 would usually show up. Um, But it was, it was such a, a meaningful experience for me. I was, it was the last couple of years of my mom's life. And it was just, I was a wreck, Mm -hmm. Um, emotional wreck. Um, I was stressed. I was anxious. My, yeah, there's a whole other layer of crap that was going on there too, as part of that. But what I found is that with that group, I could go in and go, okay, this week we're talking about this topic because this is what I needed to talk about. Invariably, somebody else in the group would go, oh, this was exactly what I needed to talk about tonight. Right. And I would cry because I'm a big, I, I'm a weeper. Um, not as much as I used to be, but I was just, and and what I didn't understand was that I was allowing myself, or if I didn't have a lot of choice, to be vulnerable in front of these other women. And it gave them permission mm. to be vulnerable too. And I made it very clear, this is a safe space. Nothing leaves here, you know, this kind of stuff as well. Right. I did have some rules about, you know, we accept everything, everybody, you know, I just, you know. Um, and I just loved it. And it it was, we were so used to meeting in person that it never it didn't translate to Zoom very well. Plus, Zoom was new and I didn't know how to manage it properly. And so it kind of went into hiatus over the the pandemic. And I'm still getting um, every now and then somebody will pop up on my my uh uh text and go, when are, when are you starting the circles again? <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. And every time I'm about to start it, like another wave of COVID comes through kind of thing. So I haven't, I haven't actually restarted it, but I know that that community, some of the, my closest friends came out of that community mm-hmm. and, um, and I just felt alive in it. I felt seen, I felt accepted, I felt supported. Um, and I know that the other women in there did too. And that was not something we were experiencing in the outside world. I was very much in the closet except yeah. for having to say, I have yeah. a practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um, so I'm, I'm going to be starting one online as an experiment to see if I have the chops to do it. It'll be a smaller one. I think about eight people's probably the max I want to do. And, um, I haven't launched those just yet, but by the time you see this, it should be up on my website, probably (laughs) go look at my website. We'll tell you about that later. Um, and, uh, I just love those communities. Now, the other way I'm finding that community now is through this kind of thing. Yeah, I I launched my own podcast in April and I'm having so much fun meeting all of these people from around the world. Amazing. (laughs) Mostly women, um, Who we had these great conversations, and that was what I was really missing about the circle. So I realized I'm kind of building another network in that way as well. So, um, yeah. Well,
1: let's not make these people wait any longer. I think that uh, we've given people a lot of information in terms of um, using the woo woo to your highest level and advantage (sighs) and following that. So, look, let's tell them that website and how people can get in touch with you, Lauren. Um, Yeah, go for it.
0: Okay. So my web light is heartlightjoy.com. All one all one word before the dot .com. And um I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not a super active social networker, social media person, but um I am in both of those places. You can find that from the website, so you don't need that extra. Um I do have a podcast called Curiously Wise where I have this kind of conversation with all kinds of cool people and Deb's going to be on it. Um and uh, I have, I do have a freebie um, if you sign up for my newsletter on my website. Uh, I Currently, it may change, but currently I have a PDF for my top three ways to communicate with your spirit guides because I'm a big proponent of being in contact with your guides. Um, and I also have a free phone call. So if you want to just call me and see, you know, ask me more questions or see if uh, you'd like to work with me, how that could work. Um, and that link is also on my website. So everything's on the website. That's the go-to place.
1: Awesome. So you guys look at if something tweaked you, I mean, ex- and I call them exploratory conversations where um, you're able to, you know, check in on if what you're feeling is something that you can, you know, be benefited from here with what Lauren is, what she does. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So you guys, it's down to the last question. And Lauren, you may know what this is if you've been listening to my podcast. I don't, I don't know, know. It's you may be ready. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: this is my test. Like people like, I'm like, they're like, oh, I checked your show. I'm like, oh, let's find it. No, <laughs> okay. Completely different conversation. Completely mm-hmm. different conversation. You are on your way, my friend. You are going to a desert island and you are like, woohoo! you're going there by yourself and you have room in your suitcase for yet one album. What album are you taking to go to that desert island that you could just not imagine not listening to for the rest of your life? Okay.
0: So I did see that in the show. (laughs) (laughs) And I made a note just in case. All right. Look at her. (laughs) So the the album that I'm obsessed with for uh, the last few years is by a woman named Fia. She is from Scandinavia. I can't remember exactly which country. S- sings in English and she's got several things out, but her, I, uh, the first one I ever heard was called waterfall of wisdom. See, I'm looking at my notes. Um, and she is a spiritual, I mean, she's a, she is a woo woo kind of yes. singer. Um, and I love it because I always feel it's like, I get different messages from different songs. I always feel uplifted by it. Um, it's, she's got just this beautiful pure voice and and most of her music, she's getting a little more produced now, but most of it's just her and her guitar and, um, and it works for me like affirmations cause I will get little snippets of a song and I'll go, wait, what song was that? Oh, oh, that was the message that answers what I was just thinking kind of thing. Um, but I have to say there's one song that's not by her that I would have to, I'd have to sneak on there with me. And that is, I feel lucky by Mary Chapin Carpenter. And oh, it's a honky tonk okay. song Yeah, and I just, I love all of her albums too. <laughs> but um but that's sort of my an- my personal anthem so
1: right okay well you guys thank you so much for joining us today and look like you know I'm going to ask you to share this um listen to it please comment continue to let us know that you're out there and you know you guys know why I love music you know why I love music I want to let you know that yes they did a tour on crowd on crowdfunding has opened up this incredible walk that we're doing. We, myself and Corinne, we're walking across Ireland. We're doing eight and a half marathons in eight days. Don't ask me if I've been training lately because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you the truth. So I <laughs> know we're we're going for it. And um, honestly, if you know anyone that loves music as much as we do, and I just think that music is so freely given and it's so healing and it's so important and it's so powerful, and that it's time to give back. And I call it the happy, happy, joy, joy. You know, who who doesn't want to be part of something? If you want to volunteer, if you want to help us get the word way socially, if you'd like to donate, we absolutely obviously need to raise funds for these incredible organizations that are doing great work. So please go to the crowdfunding page. If you can't find it for whatever reason, you know where to find me. I'm pretty simple. It's deb at com. It's not difficult to do that. Um, and... I would love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or if you want to be sitting where Lauren is, if you want to come on to the show, then reach out and we can have that conversation as well. So thank you for being just the best audience ever today. I think I said you're creative. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It was super powerful. I wish you great well. And I know that we're going to be seeing each other very, very soon. So thanks, guys. Bye for now. Stay groovy.
0: Every day we rise